0: Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today, Father, um, just kind of hit me and it had that feeling inside like, you need to figure out a way to talk about this. And given the, uh, the podcast that we had a couple times ago about exploring Bible passages and kind of expanding about the meaning of them and this being a good place for them, This topic comes off of that same line, and it's literally the Hail Mary. Um, I was saying the Hail Mary the other day, and instead of ending it with the typical amen, just instinctually thank you came out. And I guess my thought behind that is it's really the only prayer that you're explicitly asking someone to do something. You know, you're asking Mary to pray for you. You know, the, the Our Father is is talking to God, obviously, but I just wanted to spend, you know, it was this time here to talk about the importance of the prayer, the Hail Mary, and what's going on. Most of us can say it in less than 30 seconds, you know, the importance of it and why it's something that's an easy step to, to bring back into our lives to, again, fulfill our mission of getting closer to God and the church. Why do you think you put thank you at the end? That's interesting. Because, like I said, it ends with, and pray for me now at the hour of our death. You know, you're asking her to do something and she's gonna. You should thank people who do stuff for you. Um, hmm. I guess that's just the where I was at that day. But as a general rule of life, it's better off when someone does something for you to thank them. And that's uh, that was where it was coming from.
1: Do so you really feeling in those prayers and feeling grateful for our lady's faithfulness that she prays for you now and that she's promising really to pray for you at the hour of your death
0: precisely yeah yeah,
1: beautiful um, well it is a it is a beautiful prayer, and we are asking our lady in a particular way to pray for us i um i I pray the Hail Mary so often. Before everything I do uh, on the radio, I always pray the Hail Mary with uh, the guests that I have on the air whenever I start class. Uh, I actually, anytime I preach, on a, certainly on a Sunday Mass, I always ask the congregation to uh, pray for me, and then I always invite us to look together to Our Lady and ask Her to pray for us. And um, so just repeatedly when I give spiritual direction at the beginning of the session, I'm always asking for Our Lady's prayers. I uh, ask the person I'm directing to pray together with me anytime I lead a group. And yeah, I'm just using that that Hail Mary all the time to turn to Our Lady and ask for her prayers for us now. that's My, my main focus is praying for us now, uh, but it certainly is also true that Probably at the hour of our death, we're least able to ask for prayers. Who knows if we'll even be conscious or how weak we will be or where our minds will be. Um, If it's an accidental death, if it's something sudden, you know, how much will we really be able to ask for her prayers explicitly at that time? Uh, We know that there will be an hour of our death. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Those two places where we ask her to pray for us are the two guaranteed moments in life, now and our death. Everything else in between is up for grabs. We don't know if there's going to be a tomorrow. We don't know if there's going to be a next week. We don't know if there's going to be a marriage, if there's going to be a baby, if there's going to be a, uh, an anniversary. If there's, we don't know any of that. But we know there's going to be a now and there's going to be a death. Mm-hmm. And so we ask Our Lady to pray for us at those two guaranteed moments in our life. And obviously we want her to pray for us at every moment in between as well. And we look to her as a mother. Uh, we ask for the prayers of a mother. She's not a slot machine. You know, she's not a, a vending machine that we sort of like put a thing in and we get a thing out. It's not a, it's not a strategy or a, a kind of operation, She's a mother. And so we really are asking our mother to pray for us. And that's why it's always helpful to start when we talk about the saints in making the connection with how we treat each other as human beings, how our human relationships are. We ask people to pray for us all the time. I I just had an email this morning from a, a surgeon, and he has a couple of people he turns to, and he has particularly difficult cases sends us out an email and asks us to pray for him in his in his surgeries. Um, <laughs> maybe our listeners would like to know who that surgeon <laughs> is so they can go to him now. It's uh, really comforting to me to think of uh, a surgeon who it really believes in the power of prayer, asks others to pray for him and uh, is really trying to do everything with God. It's beautiful. and And whatever we do, whether it's spiritual direction or surgery or selling houses or renovating them, uh, whatever we do, we should do with God's help, and we should do with the power of prayer. And so as human beings, we already ask other human beings for prayer. Uh, Another example, through our radio station, uh, We Are One Body Radio, we have on the website a little link for prayer requests, and we get a ton of prayer requests. I'm always amazed. They come from some strange places that we don't even broadcast, but people are listening on the Internet, I presume, and then find us somehow on the Internet. I don't even know how. I tried to Google for it one time, and I couldn't figure out a Google search key that actually brought me to that part of the website. So I I really think it's our listeners from all over the world who are connecting through the Internet. And they come to the website, and they see an opportunity for someone to receive their prayer requests. And we do that in a very humble way. I mean, just our staff, we include that in, in the Mass once a month. And then we also have people praying every day that we record and put on the radio. All of our broadcasts of rosaries and Angelus prayers, the Liturgy of the Hours, uh, all, all of that is new every day. Mm-hmm. We don't just rebroadcast those. It's not uh, like we prayed it 20 years ago and we just keep playing over the same thing. Our, our prayers, our prayers, are are doing that every day. So we keep enfolding those new prayer requests in. And people feel that. And so so we have a whole network. There's a way that we're united with each other in prayer. And that's not just a network of people who are currently living. It's a network that involves those who have gone before us and are already in heaven. And of course, Our Lady is the greatest of the saints. And so it's natural that we should ask for her prayers as well. And we won't wear her out she never gets tired of responding to our requests of responding to our prayers she never gets fed up with us and so you know you asked for prayer yesterday you already asked for prayer 27 times today Um, she never gets tired of it she loves to hear us her little children who are looking to her and asking for her help and so it's a, a wonderful practice to keep turning to her and entrusting our various needs to her intercession one of the helpful things that does on our side is it makes clear that we can't do everything on our own we're always tempted Mm -hmm. that way we're always tempted to think oh i got this i can do this on my own i don't need any help with this oh it's crazy i mentioned that neurosurgeon Uh, he knows that as many operations as he's done today is a new day and this is a new operation And so he never relies only on his own strength. He does rely on what he knows he's able to do, but he also relies on things that are beyond his powers because so many things in a surgery are beyond his powers. No two people are the same. And the kinds of things that can go wrong with equipment and with technology, with the other people who are supporting, you know, so many things. If we think about it for 10 seconds, there's so many things that are beyond our power. But they're not beyond God's power. And so we ask God and we ask the saints with us and we ask our brothers and sisters who are in this journey with us in the church militant also to pray for us. And, and that whole network of prayer really, really builds us up. So that's the final word of the Hail Mary. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now And at the hour of our death, we ask for prayer as sinners. And it's good for us to recognize, uh, sinners is the worst of what we are. When we actually sin, is when we make a deliberate choice to go against the will of God, and that can be a, a more serious thing or a less serious thing, making it a venial sin as opposed to a mortal sin, but. Sin is the worst that we do, but kind of down the line from sin are our weaknesses and our imperfections, which are maybe causing us to do the wrong thing, although maybe not with the same intention, maybe not with a realization that what we're doing is wrong, or, or not even wanting to do it, but doing it kind of accidentally or doing it out of compulsion. Our weaknesses and our imperfections are also a a part of our humanity. We're all on a journey. None of us on this earth has reached a point of perfection. We're not the saints in heaven. And so especially as sinners and more generally as those who are weak and broken, limited in different ways, um, we we need help. And so we turn to each other. I, I imagine that as a married couple, married couples pray for each other. It's a wonderful thing. There's mm-hmm. uh, someone who's with you so much of the day, and you can entrust your concerns to. And, uh, as, and then we can also look to the, the saints in heaven who are always listening and are ready to pray for us. And so, um, but we do that especially knowing that uh, our own weaknesses. It's good to remind ourselves of that. Every time we pray the Hail Mary, we say, For us sinners, and sometimes we need to remember that. It's really easy to fall into the trap of thinking, I got it all together. I'm, I'm amazing. I've been doing this my whole life. I don't need any help. Oh, no. Anybody who lives in that illusion needs to just take one other quick look in the mirror and see the mess that's there. All of us are a mess. All of us are wonderful. God has made us uniquely magnificent. And we're also real broken both at the same time. And we can't lose sight of either one of those things. We can never allow our brokenness to obscure the vision of our magnificence as his children. We can never allow our magnificence as his children to obscure our vision of our brokenness, both at the same time. And in knowing that, we know I, I have the capacity to mess this up. As many times as I've done this right, as many things as I've done well, as many times as I've taught class or celebrated mass or talked with you on this podcast or gone on the radio, I know at any moment I can complete, make a complete train wreck out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And the more that I am just aware of that and ask for help, I'm going to be in much better shape. Yeah. Dialing
0: back. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know that I have that same uh... – same thought as well. You know, there's so many times you can go through the day, um, whether it be recording this or or just any other aspect of life, where you can go, you know, you can just turn it on autopilot, and then the 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 fear of of doing things wrong or have them not turn out the way that they could without your conscious mind being active in it. Um, I know for me, the most common thing is driving. Um, just put an autopilot in there, and um, one of the unique things about my uh, my job here is I drive to different places all the time, so I don't have a set routine where eight thirty in the morning I go and drive to an office every day, then drive home and drive back. But that being said, I still go down the same general roads and then just spurt off. You know, I go down the highway and then where they merge, I'll, I'll turn. And I'll find that I'll go the more common way even if the appointment's the wrong way and then my GPS will start yelling at me 30 times that I need to turn around or or go the wrong way. And I think that that's something that's incredibly prevalent, kind of going off our last podcast of people checking out. But uh, I think that that's a a real possibility. And I don't know if that's part of the weakness that that you were discussing right there. I don't think it's an outright sin because I don't really like, God cares what way I go to a house, but um whether I go the most efficient way or really roundabout way over four hills. Okay. But nonetheless it's it's part of uh, a real issue there that, that that can happen to all of us and and does to all of us in our own ways, as you said, if we just need to look in the mirror to, to see it.
1: Yeah, i on that line. I'm I'm especially uh dangerous in the sense of taking wrong turns and going the wrong direction, going on autopilot, as you said when i'm talking to somebody and uh i uh well in, in particular when i have somebody in the car you know or somebody's asking me some question when i'm listening to somebody on the phone i can pay attention and make right turns but when i start going into my own narrative you know somebody says oh tell me about your whatever this this trip i'll start going into this thing i'll miss one turn after another so i always tell people before i start talking Okay, now I'm dangerous. <laughs> we could end up in Ohio somewhere if I don't pay attention and you don't help me pay attention. So, so please help me to pay attention to, to what I'm doing. I'm not dangerous in the sense of, you know, endangering people's lives, but just to, in terms of, of taking wrong turns and ending up in the wrong place. But it's a good example of exactly what we're talking about. Before I set out into something, it's really good to acknowledge my own weakness and then to ask for the help that I need rather than pretending I got it all together and failing mm-hmm. <laughs> miserably over and over again, just admit it. I need help. And, and again, the saints are a wonderful help for us. And just to know that they're with us, that they're supporting us, they, they pray and, and we receive the, the graces that we need. And, and it's amazing, you know, again, that, that same question of like, well, why did I totally missed the turn this time and i didn't miss the turn last time i mean there are all of these kinds of things inside of us that we don't fully understand but could it be that i had a little more grace this time and could that be because i turned to our lady in the morning and just said a hail mary when i got into the car and asked her to keep me on track could it be you know so um yeah prayer makes a real makes a difference at so many levels in our life uh there's a there's a kind of psychological benefit of acknowledging all of these things. There's the supernatural benefit of the grace that comes through the intercession of, of the saints and as a consequence of prayer. There's a communal benefit when I'm praying together with others that puts us on the same page and that we both receive uh, or we all receive that kind of grace. So it's really uh, wonderfully beneficial.
0: Yeah, and... and- on that note, it's it's one of the things about the Hail Mary is that it is a communal prayer because every time you're identifying with yourself, it's it, it's our death or sinners, not just myself as a sinner. And that's one of the things that, uh, that I think that maybe we should elaborate upon because almost certainly somewhere in the world, you're not the only person saying this prayer at the same time. So... The, the community aspect of it. Why don't that be something that we discuss about here real quick?
1: Yeah. And it's one of the reasons to be honest that I like to pray the hail Mary in particular at all of those times that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, spiritual direction before a homily coming on the radio, starting one of my uh, courses at the seminary. Uh, I love praying the hail Mary because we can all do it together and we're, we're on the same page in that sense. And then we're praying for each other. You make a beautiful point. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. And even if I'm praying it alone, that is to say nobody else is in the room with me, I'm still praying it with others, with with others uh, all over the earth. But I'm also including in my intentions in that way everybody else. As you said, there may be somebody else praying it right now. I'm sure there is uh, somewhere in the world. So many people praying rosaries and the time zones and everything else. It's amazing to think of how much prayer is going on at any given time. But uh, whether I'm exactly at that moment praying it together with somebody else, I'm always including everybody. So it's not just my own selfish intentions or I'm not just focused entirely on myself. I'm always aware that we are praying Prayer is always a we thing. We are praying. We believe. We are opening our hearts. We need help. We are. And that's, that's par- part of what helps me realize I'm not, I'm not an isolated individual. That's a problem that our modern world faces quite a bit, that we think of ourselves as isolated individuals, but we really are part. We are so interconnected. Now, I like to think, for example, we're doing this podcast through the Internet, using technology that we had no part in building an internet that we have no part in maintaining uh, that's built on electricity that we have no part in producing. (laughs) And we are so dependent just for doing this. And then we're, you know, sending this out over a podcast, which is built on all of these things that you and I do nothing to actually maintain and make all of that possible. I mean, just the realization of how interconnected all of our human activities are in order to make any of this possible is, uh, is really wonderful to think about. But, but we make that explicit in a prayer like the Hail Mary when we talk about us sinners and our death. We're, we're doing it together.
0: Yeah, and that's, uh, that's actually probably one of, the, one of the easiest ways to become depressed is try to isolate yourself alone. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's not how we're meant to be. You're meant to be with, with a group. And uh, I think people that that further distance them uh, get in the the trouble like that. So one of the the things that that we had mentioned here is about how it gives a framework for the prayer. I mean, I'm talking specifically about the Hail Mary, how it starts off by just identifying why Mary is important. And, and, you know, Hail Mary full of grace, the Lord is with thee. you know. I think some so often we'll go through those words and not really have it emphasized about the importance of it. You know, there's only one person in the history of the world who ever had God inside of them and was ever entrusted enough to let God live inside of them. Now, St. Joseph was entrusted to protect them and make sure they had food and that, that you know, they weren't going to die from, you know, humanly needs, especially as the children were young. But Mary fed him mary had him inside of him in all the ways and as we have you know about 10 minutes left in this cast i think that that might be a a good way to to conclude it here to emphasize the importance of of why we are talking to mary and, and and that
1: yeah and and the first part of the prayer is uh it's actually quotations from scripture hail full of grace the lord is with thee is a quotation from the angel Gabriel at the Annunciation. He says to Mary, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Mary was deeply troubled at what kind of greeting this might be. Uh, he, He didn't actually say her name at that point. It occurs a little bit earlier in the passage. It says that he came to a woman of the house of Nazareth who was, uh, a spouse to a man named Joseph, and the virgin's name was Mary. Mm-hmm. And the angel said to her, Hail, full of grace. He actually uses that word, full of grace. That's the name that he gives her. Full of grace. It's one word in Greek, Hikare and, and he calls her the full of grace. Or even more specifically translated, it means fully transformed by grace. She who has been fully transformed by grace. That's just because of how the Greek construction is, it takes a number of English words to translate that. Mm-hmm. But just one word in, in Greek, she who has been fully transformed by grace. So it's really the strongest scriptural evidence for the Immaculate Conception that Our Lady was conceived without sin. She had already been fully transformed by grace. And so she was already sinless, in fact. But uh, the angel greets her that way. In, in our Catholic piety, we just threw the name Mary in there, drawing from earlier in the scripture passage so we say hail mary full of grace we love to say the name mary we love to call our mother by her name and so we can't get enough of that we add that in there and then the second part of that first half blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb those are the words of elizabeth when mary goes to elizabeth in the visitation to help her cousin who is advanced in years and has conceived a child she enters into the room into the house and apparently her cousin has some kind of mystical vision and she bursts out and says um, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb who am i that the mother of my lord should come to me blessed is she who believed that the words spoken to her by the angel would be fulfilled but she says uh, starts out with that blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb and and then again we add the name Jesus in to the scripture. Of course, Jesus is the fruit of her womb and so we we love to say the name Jesus as well mm-hmm. and to identify him by name. So we just add that in there in the prayer. But that whole first part, as you said, Joe, it kind of builds up our faith in who this is we're talking to and why we're we're talking to her. And we remember from scripture We could say, in a sense, we take the angels' words and we take St. Elizabeth's words and make them our own words. And that helps us to build up our faith about who we're talking to. We can also look at the prayer as saying the very center of this prayer, the Hail Mary, is Jesus. Jesus is what everything hinges on. We wouldn't be talking to Mary if it weren't for Jesus, if she didn't have in her womb... If her womb had not been blessed by his presence, blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. So Jesus is really the center. And then normally when we pray the prayer together, we stop at that point And the other half of our congregation or whatever prays, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So that Jesus is really the hinge of the prayer, which is very beautiful. And all of our prayer is always leading to him and through him to the Father. So we have that that structure of the prayer. But again, um, what we have there in the first part of the prayer is an acknowledgement, like you said, of who Mary is. She's not just another gal down the road. She's the mother of God, and she bore him in her womb. And she could only do that because God chose her, first of all, but she also chose God. Without her yes... Without her response to the angel, let it be done to me according to your word, without that positive response, she would not have borne Jesus in her womb. It required God's choice, but it also required her cooperation. And we can never lose sight of that. That's always the case in the saints, and it's always the case in our own lives. God chooses each one of us for some particular mission, to be in our lives, a particular message to his people. God chooses us for that. And no mission is uh, kind of more important than another. All of them are necessary. Just like, you know, we can't say, well, you know, that my third finger is not so important. You know, I could just cut that off. I I don't think any of us wants to lose any of our fingers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And in the same way, every Christian is an essential member of the body of Christ. Without that person, something fundamental is missing. So uh, each of us has a mission. Each of us in our lives is a message, but it requires not only God's choice, but also it requires, uh, it requires our choice. And so we have to uh, cooperate with the grace that, that God has given us. And our lady did that uh, most perfectly. She gave her total yes. And, and we just we love to repeat these words. the same words that were used to praise her, uh, the angels and the saints praised Mary. In those words, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. These are the words that were used to praise her in Scripture, and these are the ways that we also praise her. And after praising her, we're in a better position to say, I need you. I need your help. Please pray for me. Pray for me now and at the hour of my death. And, and this is kind of the structure. It's really a, a beautiful, rich prayer. Happy that you you brought that out, Joe, so that we could unpack that a little bit, think about it a little bit, not just for the sake of an intellectual exercise. I hope it doesn't stay there, but I hope it helps our listeners to say, "Well, that's a, that is a beautiful prayer. I'm just going to offer that a little more often." And um, you know, again, when we're whether it's starting in the car journey, if people are absent-minded like you and me, and they're uh, prone to go to drive astray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. You know, whether it's the beginning of a meeting or the beginning of a day, walking from one place to another, just to take that prayer on our lips and and offer that to the Lord. And obviously we do that over and over in in a very loving way in the rosary as well. So, yeah, just a beautiful part of our Catholic faith drawn from Scripture and giving us a way to call on our Mother who loves us so much.
0: Perfect. Well, like I said, I definitely thank you uh, for giving your time here, Father. We hope that you know everyone out there enjoys the cast. If you are, please give us a five-star review on whatever subscription site you are listening to us from. It is the quickest and best way for us to continue to grow. And we'll be with you again here next week. See you then.